When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that once ate a whole packet of polo mints and ended up shitting itself on its way home from school. While we're dreaming of a vice Christmas, Vlad the Tim Paylor gives the pod a collective stoner after a dream debut. Peter Lawwell says that they really didn't want to sign Vlad anyway. We look at other great Celtic fibs. And Walter says he wants Real Madrid in the Champions League draw. Should he be careful what he wishes for? All that and more coming up on Heart and Hand. Okay then, joining me this week are my usual sidekicks and a newbie. He's big, he's Dutch, he's Starsky to my hutch, it's Mr Scott Vandenacker. Hello mate. Hello, it's not bad, by way of abuse. That's quite quite good. He's the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, you can't understand what I mean, well you soon will, it's Mark Dingwall. Hello campers. It's taking you longer and longer to say that each week. You know, it's you like car crash or something. <laughs> you know, you, is he, I think what you do is you try and think of a cleverer thing to say, and then you've got that as a standby. I'll leave all the bright stuff to you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And he's a Saturdays to my girls allowed, though he's still a prettier ginger than Nicola. It's Mr. Cameron Bell. Hello, Cammy. Hello, hello. And it's uh, nice to get some new blood in, as uh, as we've seen this week with a couple of signings. And we're recording this directly after the Hibs game, which left a wee bit of room for catastrophe. But uh, after, let's be honest, a fairly sluggish start, we ended up uh, turning in a fairly decent performance. I think we won't talk too much about Vladimir Weiss yet, <laughs> but how good is he by the way? Um, he looked fantastic. Yeah. It was decent in the second half, I think um, the turning point, which I won't actually mention at the moment, because I think Cammy's got his theories on that, but I thought a lot of incidents occurred around about the middle of the second half that left Hibs, I think uh, I think psychologically they chucked it in, and we sort of dominated the last 25. How good was Bouguera's interception for the goal? No, that, yeah, was a goal. That, that was a goal. That was a point I was going to make, was just the fact that I thought that, that changed the game for us in such a positive way that it moved us forward in a way that we're really struggling to do in the, in the second half. You can almost feel, feel the, the, the Hibs fan and the team just deflate at that point. They just thought, what we're we going to do? We've had uh, Stokes missing that header, and then you know an absolute certainty to be in the back of the net and just you know taking right off his toes. What an irritating wee bastard Stokes is, though, isn't he? I mean, he's just constantly nipping and yipping at the referee and at the other players. And I just wanted Big David to take him out. He scores goals, and that that will keep the hippies happy. Not today though He looked a bit That header was a poor miss There are rumours I've heard Circulating the Hibs fans Are only Hoors, pimps and and junkies So should we really be concerned About a guy that keeps him happy anyway? Yeah I've I've heard similar rumours Myself as well And certainly some of their fans Would seem to show That that would be the case But Well there was that documentary Starring Ewan McGregor About them Yeah Annie Stokes was actually in that As sick boy (laughs) (laughs) He does really look like Johnny Lee Miller But a kind of Deflated post-illness Johnny Lee Miller You know He's just not a very pretty guy. Although he did get to marry Angela Jolie. 
Who, Anthony Stokes? Yeah, Anthony Stokes, yeah. That would have been cool. <laughs> Can you imagine that where they would have held it? Uh, it's some castle in, in Dublin, and there's all these people walking in with one tooth and a donkey. That's like, that's the adopted kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, there's only uh, one man to talk about, and I think it's fairly obvious after that performance. How good was Stevie Naismith? Yeah, I think we all know who the real kind of yeah, character in that one was. was. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank Kyle Lafferty for getting himself sent off and then changing the game for well, us. You're altogether. a staunch Kyle Lafferty defender. I think that the people out there in Podland deserve to know, Cameron Bell, that you think it was Kyle Lafferty who won the league for us last season. I don't necessarily think that he won. Yeah, I do actually think he won the league for us. Yeah, I'm just going to state that here now. But I think it's more about the fact that Big Kyle's obviously a confidence player. And I, I hate that. He's a confidence player. He's, but he is. He's, you know, he's been at a club that he's won the league two years in a row. And he's on about 15 grand a week. He Bentley. And just on that point, scored the winning goals at the tail end of the leagues to win us said leagues. Let's just remember that. But for as the last Kenny two Miller said, he doesn't turn up until you know, the start of May. I, I, I don't take Kenny Miller's opinion really into account that much. But to be honest with you, again, like you say, I still believe in Kyle Lafferty can produce some sort of. Result for us on the odd occasion. Do but you think that Kyle engineered that then today? Was that his gift to the team? I thought he off to create space. I thought his tackle was quite soft. I thought it should have been a lot harder to be perfectly honest with you. Um, <laughs> wasn't anyone near as good as McGregor's uh, assault that he suffered? But uh, that was dreadful, wasn't it? I, 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 I thought think it was disgusting. More protection for for goalkeepers um, from fake yeah. nuttings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mark. Well, you know, after Lafferty's antics, the, the last thing I think Rangers need is another player throwing himself down when there's nobody near him. It was typical goalkeeper. He anticipated the head. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think we can blame him. Likewise, with big, great reflexes. Likewise, with big Kyle, I think it was just you know you could see the rush of blood to the head. The game's restarted. He chases chases after the ball. Um, who was it? Was in the deck? Was it Miller? Never even claimed for a for a foul. The big man just ran towards him, overshot the ball, and then the ball fired into him in a bit of push. And that's where he gets sent off with because it, it did look like a generalised ramy at that point. When you're looking at where Kyle's going to fit in, you know. We've signed Jelovic, we've signed Beatty, we've signed Miller. You'd assume that they're the, the first-choice strikers. We've signed Vice, and after today especially, he's going to play in the left wing. So Lafferty really, can he be affording to be out the team suspended, can he? Um, he, he started today in the 4-4-2 away from home. was quite ambitious, but it just wasn't working. And it must be gone if you are, Kyle. He got sent off, down to 10 men, and actually the shape looked better in some ways after that. And I'm not saying that's necessarily his fault, but he is going to face a fight, I think, to, to start after his suspension. He's going to... Have a fight getting back in the team. Cammy, how can you sit there and defend a man who has had such a range of awful haircuts, including today's sort of tin tin with a slight dye job on the top? Well, th- this was the thing I was going to point out when we were talking about the McGregor incident is the fact that I understand that obviously the three of you probably share the same view as Neil McCann that McGregor probably took a dive, but I think that you're failing to appreciate the fact that McGregor's probably spent about 120, 130 pounds in Tony and Guy on his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Lafferty's done the same thing. Now, the problem is, I think that McGregor's anticipated someone touching his hair and has ah, obviously ah. immediately went to ground to protect said hairdo but the problem that you've got here is you know people with unfashionable hair Mark Scott Mark doesn't have any well and so while she can obviously talk about Lafferty's struggle to get back into a team you know ahead of the players ahead of him he does have a fantastic haircut so maybe on that alone he should be able to, to walk back into that first 11 yeah, but Vladimir Weiss looks like he's 12 and he really Kyle Lafferty does. can't do that he hasn't got that 
Yeah, but how? I mean, he comes on and you're sitting going, there's a bit of pressure in this, but he gets the ball and just starts running past their defence for fun. I know, I love him. I just, I can't get enough of him now. And I'm scared about what's going to happen when he goes to Auckland on Monday and starts to get all this talent sucked out of him somehow. He did track back once today and that's... No, that, and that I received a text there. just after he made that magnificent run for Miller's second um, from a friend, Gordon, who said, don't worry that uh, Walter will knock that out of him soon yeah. enough. This is the podcast that wants to go down to the Rangers shop now and get four jerseys with Vice in the back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, as far as I'm concerned, it's just, you know, first hero in a, in a good few years. Is player of the season too early, David? No, well, yeah, I think we'll need to let him make his home debut. Right. Um, yeah. and then, but it, it was nice to have a player that was, you know, a threatening to the, the cleanliness of your genes. It's been a wee while since you had a guy who was genuinely likely to do that. But did you notice the effect he started to have on other people? I mean, look, for instance, Bouguera started hugging the wing. Who's this guy? I'm going to have a bit of that. And, uh, it was nice know. to see, yeah. I so, think what's quite an interesting thing, though, is that that's a, a very decent away result against Hibs, because Hibs will be top six, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about during the game about the fact that last season we, we had a couple of very tricky ties up there and stuff, and um, even for the game that eventually won us the league, you know, we, we, we had to fight for Who Hibs. Who scored that day, Cam? Oh, um, haircut number two, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr Lafferty. But the thing is, though, that it's always going to be a hard result to go to Easter Road to get. I'm, I'm encouraged by that, just on the kind of same point as well, talking about the game as a whole. Um, I'd also like to mention the point about Beatty's turn for Miller's opener mm. um, because of the fact that I thought it was good vision for him to follow up in the first place, get the, the look up for Miller coming in and then just a, a simple pass for him to yeah. slot at home. Boyd would never have done that. Would he would back heel into the net somehow. <laughs> um, I also think that it's psychologically important in a way win like that because a lot of the, the teams that are playing today, a lot of the big teams that are probably a threat to us like Aberdeen and Hearts, They'll have been watching that game. And when the Sears win 3-0 away from home, I think that will send out a message to, to a lot of the teams. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, the way Aberdeen are going, uh, and and hopefully we'll get a title challenge last year, because although it, it seems good in theory, when you romp the league and, you know, it's so easy and we didn't get a challenge last season. No. Um, a one-horse race is not good for us either. People think it's good for Rangers. No, absolutely. We, we absolutely. But, uh, you know, to be fair, we'll talk about Celtic later, and they have signed 816 players so you know you would assume that two or three of them will be quite good so we'll, we'll see what happens that. so overall they're a pretty encouraging display from Rangers after a, a fairly slow start nice a coyote deliberately get sent off and take one for the team Cammy, do the signings leave us stronger because if you, you take say Beatty for Boyd uh, you take Jelovic for Novo and you take Vice for uh, Beasley on paper we seem to be a wee bit stronger than we were last season I definitely I definitely would say that but I say that with a degree of trepidation because of the fact that Vice has come on and over the 25 minutes whatever we saw of him today looks like he can really produce things I like I came twice well yeah uh, we, all, we all get covered by that uh, but the thing is though that I think Beatty played slightly well against Kilmarnock the, the league opener played well today I thought but obviously he's got an issue with match fitness my concern here um, is the fact that if Jelovic doesn't immediately come onto a game it's almost as if you know he will start to get a bit of pressure on him and he's our first signing in a good few years now and we've spent money on him and you know we're going to give him a lot of money for his wages in comparison to what he was on at Rapid so I'm hoping that he'll get enough time from the fans and enough patience from the fans to come into the team and, and get settled and do it quickly he um, would he'll get 100 seconds of he, he will, yeah I can see that instantly well. somebody will you're shite that's exactly yeah. remember the you're shite guy that sat near you Scott yeah. that, just, that was all he ever but this guy actually deserves a mention because he was like the you know, govern rear Renus Mich- uh, Michaels because we were sitting there one day and he just very loudly exclaimed, For fuck's sake, Rangers, run about a bit! And I thought, that's the problem. 
there's been a lack of running about. Yeah. Thankfully, just in front of us was a young, a young Jose Mourinho. Yes, and he heard that, and he's taken that with him, run about a bit, and since then, yeah, since then, if you look at Jose's team, they do run about a bit. Yeah. They've certainly come onto a game. Yeah. I think yeah. the boy Mourinho, despite my personal feelings towards him, certainly doesn't know about. Yeah, I want to dig you up in this just oh. when you were getting invited, right? Jose Mourinho is just quite frankly a the coolest bloke in Europe, be really successful, and see he saved us in 2003 with someone with a questionable sexual demeanour, such as yourself. Uh, would obviously have an attraction against he has to be perceived now as a, a footballer mercenary he wants to go to the biggest clubs he's at in my wow opinion, what a terrible it. man but he's, moving, that. but he's not moving into them but to build a legacy for the Talbot but he's not moving into them to build a legacy he just wants to come in and just get as much as he can as quick as he can then out again yeah but the Inter fans for example don't care because he like, won the Champions League he didn't build a legacy but they won the European Cup for the first time in 45 years and they're absolutely over the moon which is the counter argument one of the greatest um, concepts I've ever read on the internet was a, a gentleman who had the idea that Jose Mourinho his crown and glory would to become the Rangers manager he's already stuffed Timmy back in 2003 or whenever it was and uh, he comes to this club which has got a problem at home with its own media that it's a club that's under siege and he would absolutely love that to take that on to go out into the world and you know, take Rangers to a final or wherever he could take us. So what you're suggesting, and he would absolutely love to be under the, the siege conditions that our managers are. Yeah. So what you're suggesting is that Jose Mourinho is a moral coward if at the end of his time at Real Madrid he doesn't accept the one challenge in world football available to him, which is to come and manage us. To be honest, David, there is a gap in his CV, which only he can only he address. Can change. One thing I'm going to say is, see the people that Mark keeps saying, I know a guy, I know a, we're going to have to launch a section on here called Mark's Misfits, and we're going to get the kind of, like, the kind of collection of human flotsam and jets that you seem to hang about way on here one way, you know. I'll just notify the authorities to make sure they've got a big white van and yeah, an elite cultural milieu. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, what I will say about Mourinho is always the fact that there's no doubt he's a brilliant man manager. These players um, just adore him whenever he's at a particular club. They're in floods of tears when he's leaving and all that kind of stuff. Which is a bit sort Yeah, I know. But the thing is, though, that I, de- that. I, I definitely think, though, that at the end of the day, Mourinho, you know, when he eventually does come to Rangers um, to manage us on a shoestring budget. Yeah. He's going to be able to produce the kind of quality that I know that Cut Broadfoot is available to come out with week in, week out. That's it. And very underrated, Cut. I, I believe that Jose tried to get him. I, uh, yeah. To Real. They're just not a defensive team, and that's what, you know, obviously he thinks that. Cut would still identify them. Like the rest of us, I think that he thinks that Cut's a missing link. I'm going to have to criticise Captain Cut here, and I, I hate doing it, but he is, I think, representative of one of the most horrible cultural things that's happened to, to British football, uh, world football, in fact. They neck tattoos. Yeah. What is that about? It looks like the, the two year old has doodled on them. David, you know my view on all these things? See if you're Paolo Maldini, you're tired at 40, go and get a tattoo, get pink boots. See when you've basically done hee haw in the game, stop it. Just stop all these things. I know? do hate seeing 18 year olds making their debut and they've got the white boots and the kind of yeah. shaved eyebrow and the, all the piercings and stuff yeah. and a tattoo saying European Cup winner and they've just left the day off for when it happens. You know, you need to earn that. So going back to the to the signings, um, we were all excited this week about Vice. I'll be honest and say this week that I was a little bit perturbed by the reaction of Rangers fans to, to the signings, although they're, they're both good signings and they improve us. We've been just so pathetically grateful for any signings, whereas instead of being grateful to the powers that be should we not be going here this should be par for the course it's only human nature isn't it you know we've, we've been starved of you know genuine genuine signings rather than rather than purchases but then again you think oh well in fact Weiss is in fact on loan mm-hmm. and all these people are collapsing saying I just can't believe it I can't believe what's happened I think it's, it's par for the course I definitely think that 
almost every Rangers fan in the world now knows that Smith has to have a very small budget which he's got to manage very very um, closely and obviously his options are going to be definitely limited I think that if you were to look at the two sides of the saying obviously what you know that lot have brought in the real phrase that sticks out for me here is, is quality not quantity he's going through the books trying to sign all these kind of players and obviously his finance has been aided by the sale of McGeady but ultimately at the end of the day we're looking at a couple of players now who have come in and done a job for us already and we're only mm-hmm. two games into the season Vladimir Weiss already better than Aid McGeady fact uh, Messi he's actually better than Messi well I just uh, we should introduce the concept to this because somebody emailed in and asked about this about Scott's use of the word fact in the first few weeks um, if you don't know if you say fact at the end of a sentence then that's it it's unarguable it's, it's up there with a bloke it, in the pub told me but if it's challenged then if you were told fact in a pub Oh, no, that's double pure true fact. That's it, then. Which that's is, over. I mean, that's a sacred, sacred vow. Yeah. So the, the kids sometimes now like to say factoid as well, I've noticed. That's a bit Steve, right? It's a wee bit, but they're just trying to adapt it for their own it's generation. A factoid is not a small fact. A wee bit, yeah. yeah. Probably that's not true. How do you measure the size of a fact? So Steve Wright's audience figures hey, uh, He's a fat bastard Have you seen is him? Is he? Yeah, yeah. I, hate, I hate the way he says uh, When you're probably Going to start doing it soon Love the show, love the show. I <laughs> thought that was his name For years Because every letter he got Was hi Steve Love the show You should do that at the end with a... Well I, I actually cut them out Because we got loads of people that, that do send us an email Saying that And you know me I mean my ego Let's be honest I want to kind of sit there And go Because when they say Love the show They mean they love me um, And my underlings There's no way There's no up. way You're cutting off that that no, adulation. You're, you're an underling, and at the moment you're just you know you're the guest underling, so you're not even in the associate underling status. Apprentice underling. Yeah, apprentice underling. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just, remember, just remember, if you want back, who pays the checks? Yeah. Uh, you you're sort of a squad player at best. Yeah, absolutely. To Scott, Stephen, Whitaker, and Marks. Oh. I'm not quite sure. Paolo Vanoli. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, do we then feel that the three signings have given us a good chance? The squad's still light, but Andy uh, Webb still in my etc to come back are we healthier than we were a week ago yes the only thing I would say is Boyd I didn't rate him particularly out with the SPL but he did score death threats to Vandenacker after no, that one he did score a lot of SPL goals the unknown factor is can we replace those but we seem to have Kenny Miller or the poacher the rest of the squad's the same if not slightly stronger and I can't see any reason why we wouldn't get as many points and goals as last season I think we're we're looking good uh, looking over our shoulder you know there's there's really only one one chaser Aberdeen have started well, uh, and uh, as <laughs> with that magnificent hat trick from from, uh, from so. Crow Magnon, <laughs> uh, I think the what you've got to look over your shoulder for is we, we know who's who's usually lurking there. Mm-hmm. They've got a couple. Of players Wait a minute, are you saying you've got to look over your shoulder at lurking Celtic? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> we, what are you doing with this podcast, Mark? They've got a reputation, but come on, mate. Surely no, you, sure no, you can no, smell no, them and hear them first. No, no, listen. <laughs> but the uh, you know they've got a couple of players who. Once we've seen a couple of games them, you'll be able to suss them out as will other managers. At the moment, look as though they've hired a, a couple of tough nuts in there. So December, January, and February, when when I think the league's always won, that's when you're going to going to find out. I think Pupied uh, that they've signed the Mexican looks a decent player, and I think the angry Dalai Lama they've got at fullback looks okay. But uh, there's, there's, as Cammy said earlier, I really do think they've went quantity over twenty two since Mowbray. See that that to me, I just can't work. I think that yeah, I agree with the fact. That I think the team looks good. It looks strong. Um, the concern that I have just now is though that when we get into the kind of real nitty gritty part of the season, we are talking kind of as Mark said, December, January, the kind of time we're going to have to inevitably start to rely on some of the kids and the assumption we don't get money in from somewhere we're going to have to start looking at you know who else can we bring in from the club internally 
I would like Walter to start maybe using that a bit more when we've got games at Ibrox that you know should be tied up maybe two or three nil at half time whatever he's going to have to start using subs before 60 minutes just get these Never. kids just, I, I know it's going to be stunning how dare you sir how very dare you but the thing is he's going to have to start thinking about this now because these kids are going to have to be called in at some point and not all of them and I don't mean this disrespectfully to the players out there will have such a great success as Danny Wilson did mm. and ultimately at the end of the day you know these guys are going to have to be you know, brought in in the thick of it when we need them injury and suspensions mount up and um, I'm hoping that we can get to a stage where we start being a wee bit more ruthless with teams, especially at home, hmm. kill it off early doors. It got a bit edgy. Yeah, and again, and it's not the first time that's happened in recent memory. But I think once we're kind of confident, as I say, get it out of the way first half and then second half start bringing them into play and make it a wee bit easier for them so they don't have the pressure on them. Okay. Well, one of my heroes is a legendary WWF owner, Vince McMahon, and he said there is no sick, and employees should never need a day off because you're never sick enough unless you've got a body part hanging off, and maybe we need to instill that in our laddie da players with our so called snapped Achilles and things. So, run it off. Absolutely. Run it off. Magic sponge. Back in the old days. Look at Brian Clough. You know, look what he achieved with a dodgy knee. Okay. We are going to then talk about Vladimir Vice's move uh, to Rangers being on the back of uh, him turning down. Celtic, but not according to Peter Lawwell. So we want to then go into some of Peter Lawwell's finest lies. Peter Lawwell popped up uh, this week after Vladimir Vice signed for Rangers to tell the world that Celtic weren't actually interested in him. It was then pointed out to him that Neil Lennon had said the day before that they were interested in him and in fact had uh, been after him for quite a while. Uh, he then changed his Celtic release a statement saying they ended their interest in Vladimir Vice on Friday morning, which is it's quite interesting. It's a bit like, uh, you know, <laughs> when he signed for Rangers, they ended their interest in him. So we're talking about Peter Lawwell. He does have a tendency to kind of go in at the press and tell things that on the surface don't appear to be true Must it hurt Morris Johnson this is what it's all about you know, they keep looking for something don't they whether it's Nacho Novo or you know literally Paolo Vanoli anybody you know will do anything to get one and will try and trump them Peter you can't trump it you can't trump it you know, that, that's done. I think in this instance it was reasonably straightforward. It's a one year deal. Now, Vice looking at it, one club's in the Champions League, one isn't. One club's won the league two years in a row, one hasn't. It seemed a fairly straightforward decision. Yeah, I, I think it was, I think it does make it pretty much black and white when you consider the fact that, um, you know, Celtic are, are not really performing that well as a team at the moment, and especially not when Vice was coming in from what was supposedly on the vice of his father, who knows Lubo Maravchik, or his father is Lubo Maravchik, or there is some sort of connection there, which, I'm, which, I'm, not, which I'm not really aware of. Doesn't look like he smells it. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I mean, I like it when Lowell comes out with stuff like this, because all it does is further epitomise the fact that he is basically the top of the tree of a club founded on lies and, you know, misdemeanours. So really, all he's doing is just carrying that forward. So I think it's part of his job remit, to be perfectly honest with you. What I thought was... was very clear was the fact Vladimir Vice he, he looks about 12 so he probably feared for his safety if he uh, signed yeah. for Celtic Scott what was your, your take on uh, Dr Doom's fibs well I think uh, Vladko said no and I think it's quite clear I think he just took one look at the place and if you had a straight choice why on earth would you sign for Celtic there's simply no reason why you would they've also got about 875 oh, squad players and a famous man. I, I, what I think was in Slovakia they didn't have Subutio 
Therefore, they didn't have Celtic Subutio, and he didn't love them from when he was a small boy in Slovakia. And you know, once that sacred bond is broken, but I can't do a Slovakian accent. I was going to do one, then I realised it was going to come out either sort of Mexican or, or, or just tell people to imagine it in a Slovakian. Imagine this in a Slovakian accent, but the Jimmy Johnston and the Bertie Old and the Bobby Lennox. Exactly. Without that, there's no bond really between him and the team. There's maybe a good chance as well that Vice turned up at Parkhead and saw that inevitably at some point they would have to make a statue of him, and he's not good looking enough to have a statue of himself. Hey, hey. Oh, well, yes, he'll develop under a Rangers. Uh, Jersey, yeah. I'm ready to quarters up my statue of him after um, the game. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. PayPal yeah. open. Yeah. No, honestly, Gov, that's Papier Mashi that newspaper mm-hmm. uh, picture. That's that's what it is. But uh, the other great Peter Lawwell uh, fibs of our time that we we want to talk about, and we we'll say allegedly in all of these. Right, allegedly. Although he did say them. Although he did say them, was first of all when we needed the season extended a couple of years ago, he said that it would damage the sporting integrity <laughs> of uh, the league if it was extended. And anyway, Celtic had a tour of Japan in the uh, summer of two thousand and nine, which uh, summer of two thousand eight, which they've so far forgotten to go on. Well, <clears throat> I was uh, I was given a little parcel of uh, of material from the Celtic viewing this, and uh, Celtic going to Japan. There was an interview with the, the Tokyo Celtic support. Club, which consisted of five people, and I met in guess what, an Irish pub in downtown Tokyo. Yay. And there was also a four-page spread on what Celtic were going to do in, in Japan with their marketing, based upon interview with uh, a guy from Coatbridge who was teaching at the Yokohama Girls Catholic School. Well, you've got to start somewhere, I suppose. The nine million fans was my favourite, David. Um, the tragedy of this, of course, is they can't get any of them to go to games in Glasgow. If only they lived a little bit closer. What was the attendance for that friendly at the tail end of last season? Against the 2000, wasn't it? 2000, yeah. Man, that's bad. I mean, that, that is hardly worth getting out the rock steady, Jacobs, is it? What you would do in that situation is you wouldn't have anyone. And no, you just say it's a behind closed door session. Well, they did that in that one, they got trumped 5 0, didn't they? 6 0, was it Valadcano? Yeah. yeah. Or Valadolid? Did they not say that it was like their under 8s that were playing and all that kind of stuff yeah. as well? And that there was well, hardly they playing for the life yeah. them? No. Yeah, yeah. 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 They can run, let me tell you. Yes, yeah. can I just tell you that they, those jokes were made by Scott Van der Acker? And Cameron Bell and absolutely not either. Me and Mark will end up getting. And we don't understand. Anyway. What no, I don't, about I, anyway. I didn't get it. The thing is, as sad is, um, does it just represent yeah, again the small time mentality of Celtic Football Club that their chief executive kind of feels the need to come out and do that? I remember Alex Ferguson and his, his book when he was at Aberdeen. He was talking about when they lost it and signing Frank McGarvey from Liverpool. He went to Celtic. He said he went in and said to his players, "That's the last battle we're going to lose to them." You know, basically bugger him. He's made a mistake. Surely you should use it as a motivating factor and not try to just lie. I lie that fools nobody anyway. You could argue, um, I say backtracking and trying to ingratiate myself. No, but you could argue that a lot of the time is spent looking over at what happens in, in our sort of part of the city, and a lot of things they do are shown through a prism of jealousy. And it's actually sad It shouldn't affect them They should just say good luck to Vladimir Weiss We've got 29 other players we brought in this summer <laughs> And some of them might be good For fullback. Yeah yeah. I think the, the kind of main point to this is Moving away from the playing aspect of it was um, When Lowell and uh, Dr Reid Unveiled Mowbray And said Mowbray was a man that we were always after And that was I think after they had about 6 to 8 knockbacks mm-hmm. And I think that there was actually guys in the job centre who were being offered the Celtic job but couldn't make the interviews and stuff. So yeah. eventually, when they got you know the Mowbray Grand Dream Team, he actually That's came out with his dream. N- is it? No, not really. Nightmare. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Unless he actually wanted to come out and say, you know, this is us now. We've now finally got our man. This is who we wanted. 
It's not. Let's be honest, it's not. The thing I don't understand about that is why football clubs feel they're under pressure to do that because it's almost like, you know, people will say that was your fourth choice. And as if they're supposed to go, well, oh, we tried for a first choice, he knocked his back, so we're just not having a manager. He's You're had, allowed to say, yeah, well, we tried for him, we didn't get him. More knockbacks than Dingwall at Savoy. So the Spears of the Week, uh, an award dedicated to the man who single-handedly ruined the Herald and would have ruined the Times if it hadn't already been ruined in Scotland to begin with, Graham Spears. The GS Award is nominated every week for those who've made the biggest tit of themselves over the past seven days. Scotia, who would you like to nominate for the Spears of the Week? Well, I've got a few, David. Um, first of all, Alexander Kleb, who said he'd like to stay at Barcelona and fight for his place. And then was left out the team photo. I think no, even letting the guy get up and sit. Was oh, was he was he actually at the shoot, or was it just the case that he was standing just off camera to the left hand side? Like sadly, and he, yeah. he brought his own top. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's bought out the shop. The, club the, shop. the worst example of the team photo going awry was Dean Saunders when he was at Oxford. Uh, his mate bet him that he wouldn't sit with his tackle out. Yeah, so he cut a hole in his shorts, but they didn't. Nobody noticed, which I don't know what that says about mm. Dean Saunders' manhood. But uh, that so there was some like ten pound of these pictures and sent it to local schools. <laughs> And he's sitting in the front row with a mm. wang at it, you know, and they were sponsored by Wang Computers at the time. Nice, quite aptly, ironically. Um, also, Mido, a man of many clubs and many huffs, he has waited two and a half months to give Kaiser a spore an answer as to whether he'll play for them. So he decided to jet in surreptitiously on his own money to spy on their facilities. He got caught. And now they're not going to give him a contract because he thinks he's a dishonest, sneaky thief, they called him. And they've told him to get out of Turkey. So now he's, he's without a club. He, he said, I was only checking on the facilities. By the way, they've got excellent ones. Do you know the worst part of this is that you know some English Premiership club will, will sign him and pay him a ridiculous amount of money to not score goals for them after he's not scored goals for three or four other clubs. And he'll go in the half shortly. And, yeah. and end up going in loan. Yeah. I think my winner for the week, though, would be the Cardiff fans, collectively. They ran out, apparently, of Ys and Nines, such as the rush when joined Cardiff. Hmm. So the fans decided they couldn't wait. This and is so Craig all, Bellamy you're talking yes, about. Yes, Bellamy. So they all went and got Bellum 3 anyway. And they all wore that to the, About 20,000 of them got Bellum 3 jerseys. But they could have just stopped at Bell and added the letters End, end yeah. into it. And they would have been, he scored a beauty, to be fair, him yesterday. Yeah. So I think Cardiff fans, for me, were the... There are no respecters of not having letters and numbers in the shop. It's, well, it's Welsh. They could just claim it was a Welsh spelling and a Welsh a Welsh. No vowels, you mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Langwelliweb gogogoch or whatever it's called. Um, my pick for this week um, was on Monday and it was on Sky Sports News. And um, for some reason, Sky Sports News seemed to think that Charlie Nicholas is able to give a informed insight into the Scottish Premier League. I think so long as he doesn't do it in his, his second language of English. Well, Charlie and his earring were on Sky Sports News and um, obviously, you know, Charlie struggles with a few words now and again. His tactical prowess, however, led him to say that Stevie Naismith played really well for Rangers out on the, the wide right-hand side when yeah. obviously he was playing centre-mid to replace Davis. That was a, a good one for me. He said that the boy Ray Orden, rather than Derry Reardon, <laughs> uh, played really well for Hibs. Um, and then the best one was as well when he was talking about boys who were coming across for Ajax. <laughs> now there's tribes, there's actually tribes still in the rainforest who know that it's pronounced Ajax. <laughs> the Jack Charles Char- tribe. Charlie Nicholas is the only person that still uh, still says it's Ajax. I uh, bet you they would play Juventus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but his his best one um, for me was when he said that Celtic were like the Man City of Scotland, but the second team in the city. Exactly. And when I made that point on a forum, a lot of people come on and said that, and I don't really think that's what Chaz meant. Um, you know, given his leanings, Charlie's he's sort of like a, a very very ill Bono. He does. He looks like he's a, he's trying to still be a bit flash, and it's the earrings are ridiculous for one thing. The way how he 
tries to speak English is another. The whole thing's just all messed up. To be honest, I actually like the way Charlie kind of goes twelve rounds with the English language and, and inevitably loses on point. His but elocution lessons from uh, Murdo McLeod have gone well though. Murdo McLeod's voice is getting ever camper, and I mean you can't really comment on this, Scott, uh, sounding as you do like the sort of um, bastard offspring of Quentin Crisp and Larry Grayson. They wouldn't have kids though, would they? Both being homosexual men. Well, yeah, that, that's true. And for all we know, that they wouldn't actually get on with each other. You know, what? we're just assuming that because they're gay men, that they would automatically want to get it on. It's almost like you leave them in a room for half an hour. What happens? They, Nothing they would instantly do it. You know, Nothing. so so to, you're being homophobic, which is ironic, as we've given the. the I hate myself as self-loathing. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Um, so that's Charlie Nicholas nominated from from Cali, and I have to say, is in the lead at the moment, Mark. I'm just laying back here because I know I've got the winner. Right, go on. That's Scot- big talk from the big man. Scotland on Sunday, Paul Forsyth uh, is talking about Paul Hartley. Pride in his profession means Paul Hartley is the ideal dressing room leader for Dons and Scotland. And what I really love about this is the headline, Return of the Enforcer. The Enforcer? The in- Paul Hartley is Paul Hartley. the Enforcer. Midget Enforcer? He's three foot four. Paul Hartley's family don't think of him as an Enforcer, do they? You know, it's one of these ones. He's a never was, never mind a has been. And this, you know, has been presented as, oh, he's going to walk into the Scotland team on the back of being he's the only person that Aberdeen could afford, and he, he scored the hat trick of penalties in his in his home debut. But are you are you honestly trying to suggest this is not the man who should be leading Scotland's World Cup qualification campaign? David Proven in the News of the World says he, he gave Claude McAuley the runaround when Scotland played France a couple of years ago. And the thing is, I remember about both those games was the fact that, you know, Scotland did fantastically well to win them, but we can't absolutely pummeled in both matches. I mean, is, is the, have we got something here like the, the Hartley syndrome? You know, that's people in the media see things that the rest of well, us, well, you know, the world and public, public mm-hmm. don't see. And I used to hate Barry Ferguson was talking about him and he would go, I Zico, I Zico, Zico, I played with Zico, instead of going, I that we dirty looking rat that I played with you know I, I, I hate that see when old firm um, players are, are friendly with each other yeah. even if you are you should hide it it should be oh, the love that so, dare not speak so, its name it's so forced isn't it oh, it's just, you, know, please, you know please don't think that we hate other people you know yeah. how, how tragic is it you know that I will you say that should, for you Lafferty. Hate your rivals yeah I will say that for Lafferty he hates other players from other teams and I like that I think he only talks about two or three players on his own team as well to be fair but yeah. uh, no in fact actually what I said is Twitter pictures of him when they were in Australia seemed to show that he got on pretty well with them like uh, they were all on surfboards on the beach it was him Broadfoot Edu Big Kirk on a surfboard I think Davis was there as well yeah no, uh, the, the big, big party with sensible head on should our players really be risking life and limb on a surfboard we pay their wages. And um, Kurt Broadfoot got injured microwaving an egg. Well, that's for so sure. Yes. Th- there's literally no hobby or pastime or activity that's <laughs> safe from prosecution. Real Ferdinand uh, done his hamstring when he was relaxing reading a paper because he sat it up on a table for too long. I mean, Bar- David James over Nintendo once. Barnsley are my second team, and Barnsley had a player once who. Back up Sparky. Back up Sparky. Barnsley are my second team. I've got family who live down there, and yes, trust me, it's, it's a tough love. But yeah, they're my second team. Barnsley? Yeah. I know, what do you want? I, I, Most people say to support Barnsley other than Newcastle. The point of this was that uh, Barnsley actually had a player who missed six weeks out because of the fact he went downstairs in the middle of the night and slept in his own dog piss <laughs> on the stairs uh, <laughs> and pulled some sort of ligament or something like that. So I'm just right, saying surfboards, harsh. I know, but surfboards might not be as dangerous as you first think, do you know what I mean? No, right, so a lesson there, any footballers listening in, surfboards, fine, dog piss, no. 
first of all to the letters uh, Scott Seidler, I think it's pronounced Bloody hell, just stumbled on the podcast on iTunes Hell of a job, makes it easier to be so far away now Hawaii Anyway, keep it up And if you want to visit, I'm a marooned bear on Maui I'm crying me a river, Fauntleroy right. um, uh, No offence, Scott I mean, we're really glad you like the podcast And keep tuning in But don't moan about being in Hawaii Can I just say, I think that's an absolutely brilliant letter Maybe next summer we'll be paying you a visit and see if we can get a free bunk for a fortnight. Have you noticed that when Mark says we'll be paying you a visit, it sounds sinister? <laughs> I think so, but it's not a visit really. It's like an extended stay for the next six weeks. Yeah, he's not, he thinks he's staying overnight, but you know he's going to be there for yeah, the Yeah, Mark will never leave. That, that's why I, I've got a taser to get him out of here yeah. once we're finished. Has to be ejaculated from the premises. Absolutely. Uh, Stuart Williamson, I'm loving the podcast, fellas. I love the mix of factual bullshit and everything. Bull- Shit. You, Scott. Uh, listen to third podcast at the gym. I must have been the only freak chuckling away on the bike, and I really hope that's not a euphemism. Um, P.S. Hasn't David Edgar signed for Crystal Palace? No, um, I haven't. That's my uh, exact opposite, both in terms of name, the fact he's black, and the fact that he's talented. He's not black. also quite ripped. He is black. David Edgar used to play for Newcastle. No, no, it's no. Edgar Davids. Oh, but there's a David Edgar. Yeah, but he didn't sign for Crystal Palace. He might have. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Who's he signed for? Uh, I don't know, he was at Burnley uh, I don't think he might still be don't know. Is, it, is, it, is it Burnley or Burnley? D- don't try to get away from your mistake Right, I mean this was you We were talking about Edgar Davids Which should have been clear for the whole inverse negative thing That I was doing there And you still didn't get you, you, You're in the can for the rest of this section um, Stuart Twaddle, good listening at last Something for the Rangers fans Better than the phone-in draws <laughs> We're too modest to say that But, but yeah we are um, Hope the signings work out Whole comment to see them playing a blue jersey um, I think we're, we're pretty happy with the signings, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, especially Vladimir Vice. Oh, Vladimir Vice. We need a song for him. We'll get one, don't worry. Oh, yeah, we'll get one. Uh, Vice is nice. Yeah. And twice as nice as. Well, remember Vladko oh, rhymes with Jesus. no. What is this Vladko? That's what they call him in Slovakia. But well, we don't know that. You just you're, There's a moratorium in you speaking during this section. I don't even know what you're doing. You sit there and you think about what you did during the not knowing the Edgar David thing. Um, David Barnes, McGeady does look like a lesbian. Thanks, David. Uh, it's that sort of level of you know question time information that was spreading in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that he was seen walking down the street hand and with Sandy Toxic. Um, listening to the, the iPhone and having a giggle. I, I'm, I'm really disappointed with the amount of emails here that people are saying that they're having a laugh at this because this is like... You know, it's serious. Carefully, aye, exactly. We know all about the soccer yeah. and fit, but nah, right. So, I mean, if you're laughing at this, then you know, I, I don't know. We're going wrong. Who is writing the scripts for this? Was it you? Sadly, no. Was it Mark? Did Somebody, we, but I might, might. I didn't have script. What? We introduced to the world last week Ronald Duck Boer, who is uh, the Rangers podcast Robert Duck, and he's also the the mascot. Uh, there were some terrible, terrible puns uh, on on the Facebook last week about this from Joanne Percival and Steve McLeod. Um, to duck with all this quackery uh, The podcast is a real feather in your cap He'll certainly add to the player pool He'll float through the air at corners The new Chris Waddle The new Daryl Daffy I mean just just appalling duck related punnery um, Did you know what duck's arse used to be a haircut For the teddy boys I think it was way back in the 50s yeah, Mark oh. you're both through the 50s Do you remember haircuts? Boom boom uh, um, God your barber now Mark <laughs> And may I just say what a fine job he's doing. Mark does uh, more and more increasingly re- resemble a sinister cue ball uh, yeah. as he gets older. Um, so those were the... And then we also had a letter from Alan Gegg, uh, who... Terrible shame on you for your Kenny Miller comments, Alan. Um, but very excited about Jelovic and Beatty up front. But uh, pointing out that uh, Miller's shin splints may well be karma. 
after his uh, some people don't forgive the betrayal do they Cameron Bale no I, I, we've got a friend of the show can I drop that in oh go on I know it's a horrible phrase but uh, who is not a big fan of Kenny Miller and he's got no real problem telling the whole world about how much he doesn't like him uh, but how Ken, much money did Kenny Miller win you today I'm not willing to discuss that because because I'm going to well I will no you won't yeah. but the thing is <laughs> no, there's people listening who might be a bit worried about that so uh, no I'm, I'm happy if Kenny's willing to win me money but uh, ultimately at the end of the day I think that BT and Yelovich already look like a better pair up front and I've never even seen Yelovich play <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bear who we all know who is still coming back today in the bus from a 0-0 draw at Easter Road yeah and we know bears are still sitting at Hamden waiting for extra time to start in the League Cup final last season okay then well, if you want to get in touch with the show um, then you can get in touch with we heart and hand on Facebook you can also get in touch with us at the email address which is ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk that's ibroxrocks r-o-c-k-s at playbackmedia.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter ibroxrocks uh, that's at, at Twitter uh, I'm learning all this technology stuff and, and that um, and I'm interwebbing having a, a webinar and does oh. this play at 78 this podcast well, I don't know what you get needles for it that's the that's right. the, weird that we're playing Hibs and I'm talking about needles it's the fact that you uh, you called it the Facebook earlier on as well the you're Facebook. just not down with it at all factoid no, I, I'm not yeah. down with the kids am I I, I, don't, I don't I don't like this you know kids my dad called it Bookface once recently Bookface friend face on the IT crowd yeah um, but yeah please get in touch with us anything funny we'd like to hear from you there's some good chat going on on the Facebook uh, I'm going to get his shirts printed up saying follow us on the Facebook um, but if you want to get in touch with us heart and hand on Facebook uh, Ibrox Rocks and Ibrox Rocks at playbackmedia.co.uk ok then that's almost it for this week but we go round the table for any other bear business anything that you want to mention that's coming up in the, the wide wide world of the Jairs do you think with Nasey's stunning start to the season that is to do with our banter you know, sort of him and they do, you know, a little Jake's raising Daisy's game. Is he listening to the podcast and you know, taking some things on board. Well, I mean, I, I would suspect that's the only real reason. If you're looking at it for the improvement, I can't see what else it would be other than the heart and hand being pumped through the the eyebrow dressing room. Um, but we'll move wholly away from you pumping anything through Morris Edu. Yeah. Cammy, uh, I'm very excited. I'll be honest with you. And you just I, can't hide it. I really can't. Are you a bit slow as control. Uh, it's like I've got a Friday feeling, but all week long now because of Vladimir Vice. I just can't. I can't. Shake it off. Oh, I hope Vladimir Vice doesn't drink the places you drink. He probably doesn't, I would imagine. Yeah, so, no. uh, I hope he doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. No. He doesn't look old enough to get in. No, he doesn't, and I don't really think that Bennett's would really be his kind of scene anyway. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to, to seeing Yelovich. I think it's going to be a, a good signing for us. I'm kind of quite positive about the whole thing now, and it's good to feel like that because it's not been a, a been fantastic a time um, for the last you know period. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Good result today, and yeah, here's to uh, getting a great draw in the Champions League. Well. Absolutely, and on to the Sultan of Sin, Mark Bingwell. Well, as an antidote to all this gay badinage, I'm going to be rather wholesome and encourage people to take part in the Gallant Pioneers Tour on September the 19th. Get yourself booked up, and uh, some of you may care to take part in the Rangers Supporters Eskin Appeal Abseil off the Finiston Crane. Uh, I'm going to volunteer Cammy to do that without a need of a, a net or, or indeed a bungee rope. How big is that crane if it's going to be able to hold Cammy up? Terrifying. I would need to hold your hand while you were doing it. 
I'd love to see that. If you two will do that together, if I you think, bungee together. I think it would be worth me killing myself as long as I got down If you took him out with you. Yeah, I, I'm not doing the world a favour. Oh, definitely. Well, then I'm just saying yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry, Cammy, you can't do it. There is a weight limit. You've got to be under 20 stone. That's fine, I'm sorry. I'll have to, to go up naked or something. How's that for an image? How heavy are your trousers? Thanks to Kenny Miller. Okay, well, all that remains to me to do then is to thank our producer, Chris Osborne. Uh, Chris also came up with the exclusive theme music for the show, so he deserves a bit of credit for that. Uh, if you don't like any of the sound quality, etc., it's his fault. Uh, we'll also thank our executive producers at Playback Media, Paul Myers and Mike Lee. And with that, I'll thank our guest, Mr. Scott Vandenacker. That's to believed. Mr. Cameron Bell. Thank you very much. And Mr. Mark Dingwall. See you next week. We'll be back next week. Uh, anything, get in touch with us, keep it going. And that's all from Heart and Hand. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. If you would like to sponsor or advertise on this show, give our marketing partners at Sports Revolution a call on 0207 580 2580 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.